0: another picture show podcast i am olivia
1: i'm madeline madeline you sound so thrilled to be here i am so i'm always so excited yet nervous for the intros because i don't know what's coming it's like i don't know when you were a kid like your friend would like fake you out with like a punch to the face
0: you think me telling you what movie we're gonna do is like me punching you in the face in the face
1: no but it's that similar feeling I see. Well,
0: for those who are new (laughs) to the podcast, the premise is Madeline does not know what movie we're going to be watching each week. I tell her, and then we go watch it, and then we come back with our hot takes and big thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) This week, we're going to be watching Annihilation.
1: I've never never heard of this. (laughs) I've never heard of this. I, like, you just said a word. You're just like, this week we're watching execution. I'm like, cool. That's a movie. <laughs> um, what is okay? Violation? Okay, okay. Can so, you give me like a little, a little nibble? Sure. I've info? decided.
0: I've decided without talking to you that the theme of this season. <laughs> um,
1: it's is it like feminism?
0: Is a uh, female-led movies. So okay. female protagonists. Cool. Um, so you're you're you were close, but um, <laughs> yay.
1: <laughs> B minus.
0: Annihilation is a it's like a science fictiony kind of movie with Natalie Portman, um, oh. and it's basically like a whole gang of girl bosses going into like a weird bubble called the Shimmer, where you know you go in and then people start disappearing. It's a it's um I have thoughts. We will watch when it. When was and
1: then,
0: it made? Uh, like two thousand sixteen, seventeen. like it's it's relatively new it's not like oh okay um it's
1: definitely like the name and like the the premise just the little that you gave me definitely gives me like matrix vibes so I'm thinking like (laughs)
0: 1998 no 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 no
1: it's Natalie Portman and um Natalie Portman is timeless to me so she could have done a film like as a full-grown adult in 1998 and I would not have questioned it I would not have been like how old is Natalie Portman (laughs) true true no. well
0: um yeah so i'm excited for this discussion Are okay ready? i i am <laughs> <laughs> okay so with that we're gonna go watch annihilation and be back with our review in three two one <laughs> And we're back, y'all. hmm <laughs> We just watched Annihilation. Madeline, uh, before, we, before we talk about the movie, um, I'm curious, how much, like, what do you think of uh, sci-fi in general?
1: Hmm, okay. You asked a very loaded question. <laughs> I don't think you realized. <laughs> we got time. It's fine. We got, we got time, man. We're not limited on this Zoom call. No. I I think, as I've said, and probably those of you who listen out in the universe have gathered, for some reason, I do have a hard time, like, I guess, you know, putting aside reality, like, just because, you know, you watch a movie and you're like, it's a movie. Like, obviously, you know, they're going to get away from the cops because, like, that fits in with the plot or whatever. And I'm just like, well, technically, like, I'm in my head, like, I'm that person. Mm-hmm. um, So sci-fi, like, it's easier, I guess, to suspend like reality when watching sci fi, but it has to be a certain kind of sci fi. I do not like space movies. So, any sort of space sci fi movies, like I am, I do not jive with. I've never seen Interstellar. I've never seen the heck. What's the one with Sandra Bullock where she's like flipping around? Gravity. <laughs> Gravity. <laughs> like, one of my irrational fears is like Sandra Bullock in Gravity, where Somehow I became an astronaut because I clearly have that level of scientific and just general intelligence.
0: You just end up in space floating around. Yeah, like and like, here.
1: yeah, my, my tether comes loose and I'm just like, I'm gone. Like mm-hmm. physics, who is she? I'm flying away. Anyway, and it stems from a movie, Space Cowboys, that I watched when I was a kid.
0: Oh my, I, I was literally about to bring that up. I was like, you don't like Space Cowboys? Oh,
1: but- Space Cowboys <laughs> is my trigger. So <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, so like the part of, like it's spoiler alert, like it's like a fucking nineties movie. But that's um,
0: not science fiction, because it's is it? Because it's kind of based on well like, real real life.
1: I guess like yeah, it's not science fiction, but it's it's kind of the basis of why I don't watch space movies to include space related science fiction. Mm. Mm-hmm. Because like at the end of the movie where um I think Woody was the name of the guy, he like there's like the team of astronauts that go out to blow up this giant asteroid before it strikes earth mm-hmm. um, in order to save everyone. And he's like on the asteroid or like he's trying to get back to the asteroid or something like, long story short, like he doesn't make it back to the ship. And instead of just floating into oblivion and like dying of like, who knows what, probably like loss of oxygen or like um, starvation or whatever, cause he's floating for eternity. He just like cracks open, he takes off his helmet and he implodes. And that's how he dies. And as a child, as like a five-year-old, I was like, I noped out of that shit so hard. <laughs> so yeah. I do, and I, space freaks me out in general. But it not really happen in Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars is like, it's like quote unquote space, but like 90% of it's shot on a ship. It's so mm-hmm. like, you're not really thinking about space. You're just thinking about, oh, they're like, you, they could be anywhere. They could be in a submarine and you wouldn't really know until the shots of space are there. And they're like four <laughs> seconds and it's just the ship going meow. So sci-fi in general, like it's okay. Like some are, some are really cool. And then some are like, why am I watching this? And I'm leaning a little, a little towards why did I watch this with um, Annihilation? So,
0: all right. I feel like sci-fi for me is pretty hit or miss. And this is a very interesting, interesting specimen that we will definitely dive into. So with that. Annihilation is a 2018 science fiction horror film written and directed by Alex Garland based on the 2014 novel of the same name by Jeff Vandermeer. It stars Natalie Portman, Jennifer Jason Leigh, Gina Rodriguez, Tessa Thompson, Tuva Novotny, Oscar Isaac. Uh, The plot is as follows. Lena, a biologist and former soldier, joins a mission to uncover what happened to her husband inside Area X a sinister and mysterious phenomenon that is expanding across the American coastline. Once inside, the expedition discovers a world of mutated landscapes and creatures as dangerous as it is beautiful that threatens both their lives and their sanity. So that's Annihilation. Madeline, what did you think?
1: Um, well, okay, my first thought, not about the movie as a whole, but my main gripe... <laughs> I didn't like Oscar Isaac in this movie at really? all. Like, I did not like, no, his performance was fine. Like, you know what I mean? I just really felt like they, to me, did not click as a couple. Okay. Like, I did not understand why Natalie Portman's character was married to Oscar Isaac. Like, just, I don't know.
0: I I'm going to get into all the performances as a whole in a second, but. Sorry, that's movie, like,
1: that was my number one thing. Like when I yeah. saw him on screen, I was like, oh yeah. I, like, cause you see him on the cover of the mm-hmm the movie and I was like oh that's who he is in this movie he's her husband Mm -hmm. and then like the more he was in the movie I was like I kind of get why she cheated on him no I'm kidding oh (laughs) Just just I'm just kidding um don't cheat on people um obvious disclaimer that's bad that's bad okay so the movie did you like it I'd watch it again mostly because I'm pretty sure I didn't Like, it didn't soak in Mm -hmm. completely. Like, I probably, I'm like, my brain's a really dried out sponge. I'm probably, like, (laughs) 55% soaked. So I'd watch it again, and then I would decide if I like it or not. I was only able to watch it once Mm. um, this week. This week was crazy. But it was interesting. Like, it was an interesting narrative about, because it's very obvious that it's about like cancer and like dealing with cancer and that sort of thing um at least it was I don't know if that's what it's supposed to be about but it was very obvious it felt obvious I think to partially me. I think you're on the right track It's um. like a lot of it has to do with like cancer because like the whole shimmer is supposed to kind of represent like a cancer cell or like cancer in general and like how everybody like how everybody reacted within the shimmer is like supposed to be kind of like indicative of how different people deal, like people who have cancer deal with cancer. Mm. Um, I do not know if the author of the book has cancer or if he knew somebody with cancer and that's why he wrote the book.
0: Interesting enough, um, the movie is not really based. I mean, it's very loosely based on the book. So Ah. the director, Alex Garland, read the book. The, The book is one out of a trilogy. The trilogy is Southern, called Southern Reach, I believe. And so Alex Garland read the first book that the author wrote for the trilogy and didn't read it again. (laughs) And then just, he, he was like, basically it's like, if you, if you uh, are in an English class, right. And you're like, read this book and then write a report on it. So he read the book and then he was like, I'm not going to read it again. I'm just going to write what I dreamed about after reading, (laughs) after reading this book. And that's basically what the movie is. It's like, 15% based on the book. Um, He went
1: like full Stephanie Meyer. (laughs) Like he had, like Stephanie Meyer wrote Twilight based on one dream she had. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I read four chapters. I'm kidding. He read the whole book. He's like, I read this book. Fuck the specifics. I'm gonna go with what I got in my brain. Yeah. Love it. Love that for him. So
0: I'm gonna just say, I have a love-hate relationship with this movie. I've seen it a few times and- Every time I, I am like, I hate it, I'm just like, I hate this movie, but then I keep coming back to it because I feel, mm. like, I feel like it's really interesting. Like you said, it's, the world of it is like super interesting and complex and very smart. And I love the concept that it's trying to tackle and the mm. themes that it's trying to tackle but I just fucking hate the dialogue and I hate everybody that's in this movie. I like the, the characters are so bland. Yes. And I don't care about any of them. And I, I personally, when I watch movie, I want to be able to connect with the characters that I'm watching on some level. It doesn't need to be, it doesn't, I don't need to like them, but mm-hmm. I need to understand them and care about them in some way. And I don't care about any of the characters in this movie. Partially, I think, uh, another fun fact, the book, the characters in the book don't have names and don't have genders. They're just referred to as their position. So like the biologist said, blah, 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 or the psychiatrist said, blah, 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 blah. So in the book, they don't have names or genders, but in the movie, you know, obviously that doesn't work. So they need to try to create characters out of themes that they're trying to To go for in this movie, and I'm I'm curious. I I feel like we're on the same page with this, (laughs) but uh, how how did you feel about the characters in this movie?
1: So okay, now that I know this fun fact about the the book, I feel like I probably hate this movie now. Um, (laughs) oh no, well no no no, not necessarily. I think it it definitely like adds a a new perspective to like some of the choices that were made. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I, now I kind of wish I'd read the book. You know, at least the first one, because obviously director was like, fuck the details. So yes, okay. When you were talking about the dialogue being terrible, I agree. I was like, half the, I checked out honestly, like half the scenes they were talking. Mm-hmm. Um because it's like it's like the movie's like beautiful, like all like the flowers and like the creatures, even like were like incredible. So like I'm focusing on that. I'm like, ooh, like mm-hmm. ah and then they're like oh yeah let's get to the lighthouse and I'm like shut up (laughs) my my other now my other gripe with it is like them trying to be like aha a team of women going in this this ought to be a completely different like ghostbusters completely different operation than when we sent in all these soldiers now if they had been like we're sending in scientists, this might have a different result than sending in a bunch of soldiers who may not have a scientific background. I feel like that would have been like, which they kind of said, but they were definitely like females. Yeah. Which.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think. um, Now drives to, me nuts. Yeah, I wanted to ask you if you thought that it was effective in having them all be women because it definitely felt like like a very serious Ghostbusters,
1: you know? <laughs> yeah, it felt forced. The the full the all women thing felt a little forced, but what I did what I did like about it was <laughs> Yeah, now that you say Ghostbusters, I can't get it out of my head. But prior to you saying that, I feel like they did do kind of a good job of them just being like, We're here to do a job. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. They didn't they didn't change how they behaved because they're women, like they didn't make them like super hardcore, like we're gonna shoot everything like to like Mm -hmm. I guess compensate for the fact that it's all women like I feel like they were very like if I was trained as a soldier and a biologist and I like you know was geared up to go in I'd probably I don't think I would act very different I don't think I feel like they were just kind of
0: bland to be honest oh yeah yeah
1: no they were the characters like actual personalities aside they were just like vibing out like they didn't The direction of the movie didn't like force them to be like, you know, Full Metal Jacket. Like, let's (laughs) kill some bitches. Like, go absolutely ham sandwich. Yeah, I mean, I think they just—they're women.
0: I feel like the director and the writer made the decision to make them women because I don't know. They thought that it would be more interesting. They felt like it was not. It would be. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) I feel like. They, they thought that it would be a more interesting progressive take to have all the characters who, you know, in the book don't have genders, don't have names. So it would give them room to, to write them as women and make it like a female empowerment thing. But I don't think the movie itself is bad because they're all women. I don't think that, I don't think it was like a bad choice. I think mm-hmm. that they just didn't write them very well. Like they don't, their motivations and their personalities and all the nuances that could have been there aren't because they're just very one note and one dimensional and so therefore it's like really boring and like I don't know if it would have made a difference if they were men (laughs) yeah so
1: (laughs) yeah exactly Um, like um not cool whatever but I think what also annoyed me especially when you said like one note was like the fact that all of their backstories were explained literally each in a sentence as they were Mm. canoeing through the swamp yeah and she's like oh she's a former addict Tessa Thompson's character used to hurt herself to feel alive and then the leader has no friends and she has cancer like (laughs) you're just like (laughs) and the other one her daughter died of leukemia yes she also had cancer or something like that and you're just like sad but you know oh we're all damaged goods that I hated that line so much no Um,
0: everything everything that they say is just so cringe like the movie as a whole the world around them is so interesting and so complex and like in I don't know just interesting I don't know another word and then they speak and it's like the movie can't decide if it thinks that the audience is dumb or if they think the audience is smart enough to like understand what's going on in the movie. Because every time they speak, it's just like, it's refraction or whatever. Like, it's just like, it's tumors. I'm like, okay, we we can see. Like, you don't need to describe that the flowers are mutated every single time we see them. Like, yeah, it's just, it's really watered down and like takes away from the complexity of the movie. You know, I feel like, it, can't, it goes back and forth between patronizing the audience and trusting the audience to kind of pick up on what's going down.
1: Yeah. I definitely feel like I'm in the audience's stupid category because when they're like, <laughs> it's refraction, I was like, mm, what? <laughs> I was Googling what refraction was, like quick positive, positive movie, quick YouTube video on refraction and then mm-hmm. back into it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah, yeah. I do... <laughs> I too finished my physics PhD mm-hmm. at Cambridge. Ah, oh, so funny. But I agree with I agree with everything you just said about their dialogue. It was trash. Like now, I'm starting to hate this movie more as I think about it. I'm going to start <laughs> listing the things that pissed me off. Um, one. Actually, let's 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 say what you like first. Mm. If you feel like
0: there's more <laughs> things that you didn't like, let's start with what we liked, and then we'll and then we'll trash it the rest of the
1: time. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, yeah you can only have to say one nice thing um okay visuals and the concept of the world amazing beautiful Mm -hmm. my favorite part or like my favorite I guess like shot was like the soldier they cut like in the guy whose stomach they cut open in the video Mm -hmm. his like
0: intestines moving
1: well, that that was cool, but like when they found him in the pool, oh yeah, and his like body had like expanded into this like weird like mossy, flowery like creation. Yeah, I could not stop staring. I literally paused it. I could not stop staring at it. I thought that was impeccable. I thought it's it was just beautiful. it's
0: like an art installation. Yeah, it's it was incredible. Like,
1: it was amazing. I want that tattooed on my body. Like I <laughs> love it. Um. And then it was ruined by, um, is it Gina Rodriguez was the, um, soldier, not the soldier, the EMT. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, it's not real. It's not, I'm like, there's, a, there's a skull up there. Like yeah. <laughs> what? And then she's freaking out and the knife's in the pool and Tessa Thompson's like, I don't want to be here. And then they just leave. And I'm like, I if I was like them, I'd be like well, we're in some shit, but that's pretty fucking cool. (laughs) Anyway, so the visuals were beautiful. I wish they, I hope they remake this movie in like 15 years and they actually cast like non-binary people or like people who would fit the characters that they say better. Or just write them better. Or write, and, and write them better. But I guess like maybe really hammer in like the lack of a necessity for gendering or you know labeling each character just like focusing on like how they fit into this mission based on their profession and like them as people Mm -hmm. without really focusing on like their actual identities I think would be an interesting project Mm -hmm. if anybody in 15 years wants to remake this movie or like in five years I don't know like what the timeline is to remake a movie I just feel like a decent amount of time has to go by (laughs) for people to forget what they saw (laughs) and then bring it back.
0: (laughs) I love the last 20 minutes of this movie. It's like, I feel like that's the only reason I keep coming back to it. You know, when she goes into the lighthouse and everything that happens after that, I I have gotten high and watched that sequence (laughs) so many times because it's so cool. Like, it's just like the visuals are insane the audio like the sound whatever they're doing it's just like so cool I don't know it feels like that part of the movie can be its own thing it could be its own short film and then everything before that is really kind of boring to be honest and but I mean obviously the visuals like you said are incredible the the pool the guy with his intestines growing out onto the wall and like everything is just insane that
1: they the bear the scream bear was my the
0: bear the uh the flower people like it's all very very beautiful and well done and almost all of it is well not almost all but like a good chunk of it is practical effects so like Mm. it's not cgi which i don't know how they did that because
1: they put a giant skull on a bear and they just made it wrong well, for the
0: bear they had a, a man in a bear suit like Boo. shadowing where the bear would go and they CGI'd it in later they for the guy's intestines they like made a prosthetic to go over his body so that like he was actually cutting into like the prosthetic and peeling back the skin and the intestines were actually moving because they had the intestines going out the back of him behind the wall behind him and there was somebody like moving the intestines back and forth oh what a sick
1: job <laughs> i want to be the intestines girl
0: it's like really impressive oh fun fact about the bear the, the the like company that designed or the whoever designed the bear and like kind of came up with the concepts and animated it and all that stuff are the same people that designed paddington
1: um. <laughs> so, imagine like they're doing the same project, like they're doing yeah. both projects at the same time, and they're like, Here they know they're theirs Like, yeah, the makers of fucking Paddington, like, get this email, and they're like, here's the final like workup of Paddington. They open up this horrifying monster. <laughs> it's whoops. like, <laughs> <laughs> whoops, wrong, wrong uh, folder, my bad. And then, annihilation people are like oh sick let's see this freakish bear and it's like cute little Paddington oh I would love that mix up I hope it happened
0: um Paddington is named after like a really nice station like train station in England and this bear because he's like really gross and grimy and like icky they named it uh Morton or something after a really really gross train station in England that's cute <laughs> I wish I had the name in front of me but um yeah the design of the bear in this movie is really really uh, effective I think it's really scary <laughs> um that's the first moment in the movie that it kind of actually turns into like a horror thriller
1: because yeah. before
0: that it was just kind of like what's going on we see the flowers and Natalie Portman's like this doesn't make sense they're all growing from the same plant and we're like, okay, sure. It just looks like a wall of like fake flowers from Michael's, but okay. And then we see the like tumor stuff on the wall or the like fungus on the wall. And Natalie Portman's like, it's like tumors. It's like, okay, thank you, Natalie Portman, um, for your um, exposition. And then we see the alligator. And that's like the first creature we see, really. And it's not really, it just looks like a normal alligator except for it's got a lot of teeth.
1: like an albino alligator yeah it's 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 just a
0: white alligator and it's got a lot of teeth and so that's like the first we're like slowly escalating our understanding of what's going on in the shimmer and then we see we meet the bear and that's like the first like horrifying example of the shimmer refracting something's dna and, and connecting everybody together
1: yeah the thing about the alligator that kind of that was another thing that kind of annoyed me was like The jump that she made from, like, the flowers being all part of one, like, obviously you can tell, like, all these flowers are connected to the same vine structure. So, Mm -hmm. ipso facto, they are one thing. And then opening an alligator's mouth and he just has, like, eight rows of teeth and you're just like, yeah, it's definitely the same thing that's happening with the flowers. I'd be like, I'm not a scientist, so I can't think like a scientist, but in my head I'm like, "That's that's a leap. That's a big leap considering your only evidence so far yeah, yeah. are is this like chain of flowers that are all different.
0: Yeah, I think that's a big problem with the dialogue, is they just make these super huge jumps in logic that you know it's used to move the plot forward to help the mm. audience kind of keep up with like, you know, what's going on with the shimmer. Big, but
1: I feel like it didn't dumb need, baby you, audience yeah. needs to know
0: <laughs> why we here. <laughs> I don't know it just it didn't work it didn't work for me
1: me either I was kind of bummed they killed the alligator I wanted them to like befriend it but I don't know yeah. that wasn't possible
0: <laughs> were you scared of the bear
1: uh no it scared the bonkers out of me when it first came and snatched um shepherd shepherd snatched her and dragged i was kind of sad i was like really her it couldn't have been the the frigid one the one with the map of course it would of course it was the frigid frigid one one. (laughs) the frigid one with the map um the psychiatrist i i was like why did it have to be her like she was like she was like cute so i was like kind of sad when she got Mm. snatched up by scream bear um, morton if you will and dragged away but no when it came back The part that freaked me out a little bit was when it attacked um, Gina Rodriguez's character and like slapped like the bottom half of her jaw off. I was like, oh, (laughs) that like, I was like, ew. But no, Scream Bear, good, got me good the first time. But then the second time I was like, because when she ran out, she's like, I'm coming. I was like, it's going to be the bear. Like I kind of knew when Gina ran out to help that based on the evidence that they had discussed in previous scenes that you
0: made the, le- the mental ad- leap
1: yes the bear had adapted some sort of i guess like had just evolved hella quick and was like i'm gonna start screaming <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you will hear me and then he yeah, ripped so out the uh, shepherd's throat and like
0: genetically, yeah, when you find she her be body her throat's
1: missing like he, mm-hmm. it ripped out her throat yes thank you for pointing that out i forgot she,
0: her DNA and her screams became a part of the bear because that's part of the shimmer is everything's kind of becoming a part of itself. Everything is kind of becoming a part of each other.
1: It would have been more dope if like the bear had somehow like, because like the scream thing was like kind of weak. Like the concept of the screams was like a little weak as far as like the, the DNA of her throat and her screams became the bear screams. And I'm like, Again, it's sci-fi, suspend reality for a minute. But at the same time, I'm like, if you're basing this off of science, that's not how, air quotes, that's not how science works, sort of. Um, Me, the scientist. So it would have been kind of cool if the bear had like, its DNA had been like interwoven with some sort of like mockingbird, which I'm sure existed in that swamps, that forest. So it would have like, if they had some sort of like, exposition of like the bear like mocking like noise around it and then therefore it can mock her screams mm. like maybe the characters don't witness that but that's something like the audience sees and then like it's snapped like you know and then they find her body and then later you hear the screams like I made the mental jump but like not to say that I'm a genius but like not everybody might have mm. <laughs> so I don't know
0: yeah I think um that's just I me. think uh the the shimmer is like it's a, it's it's not an aggressive like villain or like alien that's trying to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. It's like learning and adapting to its surroundings. So mm-hmm. I think that's kind of uh, an example, like the bear is an example of it kind of adapting something and making it a part of itself. So it, it takes her throat and therefore can use her her vocal cords as part of its own vocal cords now and mimic her screams because it picked up on that it was, it was it was a little little freaky a little freaky for me um i thought it was really effective like i thought it was one of the better parts of the movie um because mm-hmm. it you know actually made you tense and care about what was happening
1: <laughs> i did like morton screen bear was was great yeah best performance of the entire film Goes true. To Bear.
0: true true I kind of want to talk about like each of the the women in the squad, I guess, or the expedition, whatever you want to, (laughs) the Ghostbusters, if you will, Um, (laughs) kind of go through and talk about their specific deals because the movie is, you mentioned earlier that it's kind of talking about cancer, right? Mm -hmm. I think one read is like, yes, absolutely. It's including cancer in its overall message it's kind of talking about self-destruction as a whole Mm -hmm. and how cancer is like one way in which our bodies self-destructs and each character individually represents a different form of self-destruction in one way or another and they're taken out (laughs) based off of like their self-destruction or their like method of Mm self-destruction um kind of does that make sense yes okay so like lena natalie portman's character she is a biologist she's married to oscar isaac supposedly happy or whatever until you find out that she's having an an affair and we get our first glimpse of the affair like you know when they're walking into the shimmer it randomly flashes back to her having the worst sex i've ever seen on Those film. were the
1: worst scenes of the movie because <laughs> uh, she is so silent, it's
0: so slow and not sexy at all. Um, every time I like, watch it, I'm and like, he's just
1: like going with it. I'm like, like I feel like enjoyable? if I was that dude, because that like, you could tell, first of all, she's on top, so it's all her. If I was that dude, I'd be like, So, like, what's up? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, mean, I just the silence is deafening, and I'm sure it's like, <laughs> might supposed to be that way, but I was on comfy she it just doesn't look sexy it doesn't look enjoyable
0: um i don't know if that was a choice but
1: well it it, was a choice yeah i I don't know it It, it flashes back
0: to (laughs) natalie portman slowly riding this man um (laughs) before she walks into the shimmer or as soon as she walks into the shimmer and i think that is insert
1: instrumental version of pony yeah (laughs) It's
0: like kind of, um, representative of her self-destructive behavior. So as soon as she walks into the shimmer, she's reminded of the thing that she did to self-sabotage her relationship with Kane. Right. Mm-hmm. So her, her self-sabotaging behavior is cheating and sabotaging her relationship with her husband mm-hmm. and their marriage, whatever. I just wanted to bring that up. Cause, uh, I didn't know if uh, you would have uh, picked up on how uncomfy that was, but it was definitely uncomfy for me. Um,
1: if I didn't. I've seen this movie a few times, and each time I'm like, this is like the worst sex scene I've ever seen. But yeah, it's like the dude she's having sex with is a handsome man. Like, I feel like, yeah, you're like upset with yourself, but like, if you're doing it, you might as well enjoy it a little. Yeah, you know I was what like, I mean? Are you not enjoying what?
0: You're on top. Like, you are yeah, in control, you- ma'am.
1: You, you made Linda. you made the decision to be on top so like follow through for all of us okay <laughs> don't make us bear witness to this horrible or just horrible it sex movies. maybe that's part of her self-destruction she's like i'm gonna cheat but i'm going to make it awful for both of us <laughs> no one will enjoy this not even me no one will enjoy this but we'll keep doing it i don't know yeah so that's lena's
0: self-destructive behavior and then we have kane her husband who decides to go into the shimmer after finding out that lena is cheating on him as kind of a suicide mission um Mm -hmm. because he knows that like people who go in don't come out and then he literally commits suicide at the end of the movie by blowing himself up with a grenade there's his self-destructive behavior
1: so i think that's like i think that is kind of what was missing for me because i don't know it might have been like I zoned out or something, but I didn't really make the connection about when the affair happened.
0: It wasn't very clear in the movie. Yeah,
1: because I thought maybe, because earlier in the movie, like when she first gets to area X and the psychologist is like, hey, you kept asking about your husband, but you stopped after six months. Like what happened? I thought maybe that's when the affair started. Like she kind of like accepted he wasn't coming back and she like fell into the arms of her colleague. Um. So, I thought maybe that was it, but she still felt guilty that, you know, he could possibly be alive and she essentially cheated on him, Mm -hmm. um, even though he was dead. Um, Mm -hmm. So I thought that's maybe what the timeline was, which would have still made sense about like her guilt and her, you know, self-destructive behavior, but that makes more sense as to why he decided to go into the Shimmer Mm -hmm. and like accept this mission yeah yeah
0: um, I think the the movie as a whole is talking about self-destructive behaviors but it's like kind of explicitly about their marriage and I'll mm-hmm. I'll go more into detail later but I want to go through the rest of the, the squad um, okay. and then we have They're Ventress okay. played by uh, Jennifer Jason Lee um, she's the frigid one that you mentioned earlier <laughs> Um, My
1: apologies, but you were frigid.
0: I did not. I did not dig her performance. I didn't. Honestly, I didn't dig anybody's performance in this movie, except Natalie, Natalie and Portman included. I. I just didn't. Didn't like it. Um. But Jennifer Jason Lee, she's just very frigid, as you said, throughout the whole thing, and just kind of like, <laughs> I, uh, 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 like that's kind of the tone that she has throughout the whole movie. Like.
1: She we have to get to the lighthouse. And I'm kind of a now. bitch. Yeah,
0: I don't I... think that was intentional, but she does, and therefore I didn't care about what was going on. There was no, and then and then they're just like, yeah. So like, she went to the lighthouse. You knew she had cancer, right? It's like, oh okay. So she had cancer. So she went to the to the lighthouse to finish her mission before you know the self-destructing behavior within her own body like took her out but she I feel like also go ahead
1: if I may be so bold to interrupt um (laughs) wow (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I feel like also from the one sentence um background that Shepard gave us all on everyone I feel like her other form of self-destructive behavior is kind of like keeping people away Mm -hmm. like she was saying like she has like we don't know about we don't know anything about her like she has no family no partner like we don't know if she has anybody in her life like it seems like she actively avoids like one talking about it and two like probably pursuing like any sort of meaningful relationship and you could probably guess that it's because she has like terminal cancer and Mm -hmm. you know that's her way of like making it easier which is you know can't speak to how everybody feels about you know their end of life process but it still seems like counterproductive to be like suffering through this like really dark time in your life and like you know facing like getting real deep here (laughs) facing like your own mortality and having like no one to like support you and like want to help you so what do you think think
0: of the quick question yeah the trope of like women female characters that are written by men Mm. that are always stoic and
1: unfeeling Mm. how do you feel about that trope I mean I do hate that it's a trope well one because like yes there are you know all sorts of people out there who are stoic and unfeeling but the fact that they feel like the need to like remind the audience that like women can hide their emotions too is like who cares (laughs) you're right but who cares you know um and also like they think like these male writers um think that they're breaking the mold by making this like bad bitch who doesn't give a fuck about anybody and like you know is like so reserved and quiet it's like every single time it's like why do you think you're you know you're just trying to reinvent the wheel mm-hmm. um and there's some like instances where this like character type works yeah you know it depends on the story depends on the writing
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then there's instances like this where it's like it could have been done like it it still makes sense but it could have been done better and or not at all <laughs> Well,
0: I think within the squad, they're like there's two extremes. There's like the stoic, unfeeling women like Lena mm-hmm. and Ventress,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I guess Shepard. Or they're like She's super more like the middle ground. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, or they're just like erratic and emotional, like Gina Rodriguez's character. She's an ex drug addict. So her self-destructive behavior is implied to be addiction and Mm -hmm. using substances that are slowly killing you from the inside. Um, Mm -hmm. And her like anxiety and um, erratic behavior that comes from that addiction is what ultimately drives her crazy in the movie and gets her killed. Yeah. So I don't know, just the, the, the trope of the like stoic woman that is unfeeling and it's just like I'm gonna do this myself and then like is mean to everybody else for like no reason it, it's yeah. just it, I don't know like I've never vibed with that kind of character
1: um, it almost feels like they took Ventress was like the the quintessential like high school principal in like all these early 2000s movies they there where they are stoic like unfeeling women mm-hmm. and then just like Gave her a psych psychology degree and plopped her into this movie.
0: You have cancer. Go. Go. You have cancer. Go. Act.
1: <laughs> Go. Go, Ventress. <laughs> um, <laughs> be unfeeling. Also, although now that I think a little more about this trope, it is kind of funny how like so in this movie where it's all women, like Ventress is like to the end n- does not give a fuck about every single person on that squad. And I've noticed in movies where it's like where maybe the lead is a man or mm. a, a boy or whatever they eventually like not like it doesn't even have to be in a sexual way it's just like they win over the affection of this stoic unfeeling woman like the like the high school kid somehow like befriends or like gains the respect of the principal or you know any other like squad movie like this like any other any other like there's a team of people and they're going in and like the the stoic bitch is like following them Mm -hmm. like the lead who is fucking Ben Affleck I don't know like he eventually like wins like earns her respect and earns her trust and earns her like gratitude you know what I mean like eventually Mm -hmm. gets emit like like pulls some sort of emotion air quotes out of her and that does kind of annoy me because then it's like like if she like you know she, if she's this actual character she's gonna fucking stick to her guns and she's gonna be a stoic bitch the entire time like don't make this like male character like now I'm like going like full full blown feminist on y'all like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like keep her character like consistent at least Ventress was consistent to the very end she was like I feel everything blah and then she like you know like turned into a like a raisin and you know disappeared <laughs> she said
0: the name of the movie and then she exploded
1: yes. I, I was thinking of that like Leo, <laughs> Leo DiCaprio meme. <laughs> it's like him and um, I think it's Django where he's like pointing. <laughs> it's like the memes like when you hear the title of the movie in the movie and it's like <laughs> he's pointing. That was literally me when she said it. I was like with my beer, name like, my beer bottle like point at screen. I was like huh. <laughs> what she said like didn't make any fucking sense you're just like what? I feel it inside me it's annihilation and then she's like ah and then like her body turns like inside out and then it's just this like glowing like butthole like true Uh, I I, had never thought of it
0: as a glowing butthole but that is accurate thank you
1: and Natalie Portman is
0: is drawn into it
1: looking right into the eye of the storm (laughs) <laughs> um yeah so back to the the frigid sorry to circle back
0: yeah to to get back to the people and their their <sighs> self-destructive behaviors yeah ventress is her cancer gina rodriguez's character is her addiction tessa thompson's <clears throat> character was suicidal you know she used to cut herself and it's kind of that's why she would wear long sleeves all the time um, so you don't see your scars until she becomes a flower person and like the plants are growing out of her scars.
1: And Hold on, I, I don't think whatnot. you caught my first five eye rolls. <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> so right. I had to go full screen for you. Yeah, thanks. So um, I... Her character was the most disappointing, I think, to me. Yeah, I feel like she first of all I didn't even recognize like I I was like I think I know that person and I was like who the fuck is that and then I I did not recognize that it was Tessa Thompson like it completely I don't know what they did to her because she's so beautiful and in this movie like I get it like it's you know grungy like they're down in the in the outback um or whatever so she's she doesn't look like this like stellar Hollywood you know beauty but Mm -hmm. I was like the fuck is this so I had to look her up and I was like holy shit that's Tessa Thompson but her character had so much as far as like backstory as far as like you know she was obviously like you know she's self-harmed in the past like her that's her self-destructive behavior as you said but like I want to know so much more about her like she's brilliant like what did she do to overcome all these obstacles like why She became I a plant. Her, like sorry
0: she became a plant
1: yeah, and then she became a fucking plant.
0: <laughs> I mean, she she's one of the examples of like one of the characters not trying to actively fight the shimmer, mm-hmm. um, so therefore she becomes assimilated with the shimmer instead of annihilated by the shimmer. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> Madeline just aggressively pointed at me like the Leo DiCaprio like the meme. meme. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just like I get it. I get. I get it. Movie. I get where you're going for.
1: <laughs> and I guess because she kind of accepted. Like, she kind of accepted what the shimmer was. Like she figured it out. She was like, okay, so we're all. Like, eventually... I was right about
0: the refraction, wasn't I? Wasn't and then, Natalie Portman's like, yeah, and she's like, wow, okay. And then she walks off and
1: becomes a plant. It's like, okay, well that's all that she needed to. Yeah, because like, like what a like what a sad goodbye. Like what a fake scene. Because, like, if I was in her position and I was like, okay, so this is happening and I was in the position to be like, you yeah, know, fuck it. It's fine. I feel like I would say something more meaningful than just, you know, Ventress wants to cure it or stop it. You want to fight it or something like that. She said something weird like that and she's like, and I am going want to become it or whatever. She know. was like, I don't, like, some of us just don't want either. And then she, like, walks away and, like, she's turning into a plant as she's walking and I'm like, wouldn't it be much more badass if you were like, let me think of a really cool pose real quick and you were like, oh. <laughs> she just walks away. <laughs> she just walks away and just like, as she's walking, <laughs> what if you're in? This like, is my muscle.
0: immortal, this is my forever pose. For the rest of my life, I will be plant in in, in the Florida running man somewhere.
1: Yeah. <laughs> in this freaky alternate universe of Florida. So I'm gonna be, I'm just gonna be sad looking mid step. No, I'd be like, I'd be like doing the splits. I'd be, like, <laughs> I'd be doing a headstand. I'd be like shimmer this, like mid cartwheel. I shimmer into... this. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like mid cartwheel, <laughs> turning into a plant. Anyway, I just feel like that whole part of the movie was like really disappointing. Like I was so sad to see her turn into a plant. I was like, I mean. As you said, like she was suicidal, so she was like, "This is it. This is how I go, and I'm I'm ready to go." So she accepted her fate, and that was like, I liked that part of it, but I just mm. did not like how she was like, "Plant time, walk away." <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel my blood turning to fruit. I don't. Uh, it's like, uh, have you seen Midsummer? Yes. Okay, so you
0: know, like when she's like super high, and she looks down at her foot, and there's like plants growing out of her foot. <laughs> yes. like that but like dumber she's just like looks down at her arm and there's like plants coming and she's like okay I guess I'll walk away and just (laughs) plant time shimmer this shimmer this (laughs) I feel like that's like a uh, like an old super superhero cartoon show like shimmer (laughs) this Um, go go gadget plant (laughs) Like the Wonder Twins, but Shimmer this. Form of a
1: bush. Form of the plant. A shrubbery. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I am so stupid. stupid. I feel like we're too dumb dumb
0: for this movie, but
1: you know. We, We fall into the dumb audience category. I think that's like one of my
0: biggest problems with the movies, though, is like it is trying to be so smart and it is so smart but it knows how smart it is and like half the audience is like i'm just here for you know a fun sci-fi movie they they you know probably get it because it's like partially very heavy-handed and partially not yeah and then there's the like film bros out there who are like make this the rick and morty of of movies where like you need to have a iq of whatever in order to like get it and and, then like do you understand metaphors because this movie is brilliant and i'm like calm down like (laughs) calm down like this movie is has potential to be really good but it also is not has, (laughs) has a really awful dialogue and like character development and it's fair for me to point that out i can understand the metaphors in the movie and still think you're an asshole for like trying to you know think that you're smarter than the average viewer you know yeah stop Um,
1: gatekeeping rick and morty
0: (laughs) rick and morty is a fun show like i don't understand why people have to ruin it by trying to make people feel dumb men out there yeah you all men
1: hashtag yes all men (laughs) how did we feel about the like
0: structure of the movie you know we open with Lena having already been in the shimmer and so we automatically know that like everyone else that went in with her died obviously cuz she's the only one left so like when you start out with like the ending of the movie first <laughs> like i don't know i didn't i didn't quite understand the the need to do that like if we but had uh... just gone through the story linearly or like chronologic chronologically i can't speak i'm i'm getting drunk everyone <laughs> Uh, yes uh chronologically there wouldn't have been that we would have had more tension to so, like we wouldn't have known that
1: everyone else had died and she's the yeah. only one that made it out i don't know the structure structure of this movie was kind of dumb because like they would cut back to like the present like back to the her being interviewed by um the dude in the hazmat suit so randomly like something crazy would happen and you're just like oh And then it's like this dude in a hazmat suit. Like it's just a shot, a close-up shot of his face behind this like hazmat shield. And you're
0: like, ah. Benedict Wong plays the guy in the hazmat suit, and he's kind of like the like stand-in for the audience, being like, well, what happened next? And it's like second best performance. We didn't need that. We don't. I feel like that's what made the movie dumb. Yes. We didn't need his. We didn't need that.
1: Yeah, because it would be like she would do something that was like stupid, obvious, like why she did it, and he'd be like, why'd you do it? And then she's like, I'm not even, I'm not even going to (laughs) like insult myself by answering that question. (laughs) I'm not going to dignify that with a response. Yeah. Oh, so funny. I was like, yeah. So it would cut back to like (laughs) the, like the end or whatever. Back to what I was saying about the affair. Like, I just feel like that cut in, like the first time when they showed it, like makes sense because she's like, it's obviously showing us like what how she is self-destructive and like basically how she fits in with this you know girl squad I don't know I just feel like but again they just like and then when they cut back to her with Kane like with her husband and like the conversations they had and like shit like that I don't know I was just kind of like I don't need any of this like we need it because we need to know like their relationship but like I also didn't need it because I didn't like them as a couple. So. Let a think, l- left um, a lot to be desired.
0: Yeah. I think it's interesting that you didn't like them as a couple. Because I feel like the whole movie is about, like, their marriage. And them, like, going through this traumatic event and becoming different people because of it. Then coming together as different people but trying to make it work. You mm-hmm. know? So, like, yeah, the cane that came back from his mission is obviously... The, the duplicate cane. it's right. not him but it has his DNA and has the memory of Lena and that's it yeah. that's all he has so he's like pretty much starting from scratch and is just learning as he goes uh, Lena is the same Lena or at least my interpretation she's the same Lena that went into the Shimmer but the Shimmer is a part of her now mm-hmm. um, and so she's also different and evolved because of the shimmer because of the traumatic event because of the affair whatever the metaphor um (laughs) and they come together at the end as two different people who barely know each other but are coming together to to try again essentially
1: can we jump like to the very very last like four seconds of the movie real quick Mm -hmm. yeah so like yeah she comes in okay like last like minute because she like comes into the quarantine room where Kane who she now knows is not the original Kane. She goes in to talk to him and she's like you're not Kane, are you? And he was like I don't think so, which I thought was an interesting response. I liked that. Um because like genetically he is, but like he's like I don't know anything about Kane, so like mm-hmm. I guess I am but I'm not. So I liked that response. But when they hugged like, both of their eyes were, like, glowing. It was almost, like, it felt kind of like he was, like, mind-melding her. You know what I mean? He was, like, wow, wow, wow. Like, his eyes were, like, glowing. And then cut to her on the other, on the other side of the hug. And she, <laughs> her eyes were also glowing. So I wasn't sure if it was, like, them, like, they still had both of them. Obviously, one was a product of the shimmer and one absorbed the shimmer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or, like, at least in, like, a mental like emotional state like the shimmer is part of her so their eyes were like glowing and i was like hmm, what that the ending it's like the spinning top from fucking inception it's like <laughs> what does it mean because mm-hmm. it wobbles a little bit before it cuts to the credits um her eyes glow before it cuts to the credits so like did she take the shimmer with her it's not contained within the the boundaries of the wall anymore Um, But by the way, the animation, like the CGI or whatever of the shimmer wall, definitely reminded me of something from like the hunger games. Like it was like a wall that you'd see like in the Capitol. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, just side note. So that was my, I was perplexed by that being a member of dumb baby audience. Um, (laughs) I need a big, strong man with a big brain and to come explain the ending And all of the Rick and Morty episodes. (laughs) I mean, like I said, I think I,
0: I mean, there's people who are like, oh, it wasn't her that went back. It was the duplicate. But like, we see the duplicate burn up with the rest of the shimmer. So we know that it's not the duplicate, but she also is having a hard time remembering certain things after leaving the the shimmer. So my hypothesis is that it's the same Lena that went in, but the shimmer is inside of her and is already genetically changing her. Mm-hmm. Um, so she doesn't remember everything, but is still has some memories because it's still the same Lena. Mm-hmm. So when her eyes shimmer, it's not that like he's a, he's like transferring something to her. It's just like she was she was in the shimmer and it's it's inside of her, just like it's part of the new Kane. So mm-hmm. it was just kind of showing that. The shimmer is still part of them. It's still the trauma that they went through. It's the metaphor, like I said, it's the metaphor, it's the metaphor of <laughs> of the trauma of the self destructive behavior that is that is now permanently a part of them.
1: Mm.
0: That is. I like uh, that. I that like that better.
1: interpretation. Yeah. Yeah, I can drive with that.
0: Cool. It makes me feel smart. <laughs> yeah when did you get so
1: big and strong olivia
0: i know i uh i just am i just am i don't know
1: you really are (laughs) thank you thank
0: you i've seen this movie a few times and had the opportunity to think about it a little bit so is there anything else specifically that you want to talk about with this
1: movie
0: no (laughs) i'm just ready to move on
1: (laughs) um yeah honestly. Well, okay. I mean, I will watch it again. I think I, I think I deserve, or it deserves a second go in my little pea brain. Mm. Um, now that, now that I've, uh, filtered out all of my dumb questions and references to glowing buttholes, I think I could probably <laughs> sit through, uh, another watch. I wanted to watch it with my family, but ended up not happening. Mm. So maybe I'll rewatch it with them and just see where that takes us as a whole, yeah. so, but, you know, do you have a favorite part? The, the body, like the body in the pool, like that was just oh, yeah, so yeah, you cool. said that already. Yeah, that was my <clears throat> favorite part.
0: I think that's probably my favorite part too, besides the, uh, burning down of the shimmer. I feel like that whole section is just,
1: yeah, that was really cool. Like incredible. with a lighthouse, which was clearly the source mm-hmm. of all of it. Like it was like a living organism, like the whole thing was alive. So it was like starting to Turned to dust.
0: Did you, were you shocked at the reveal of the double cane and him blowing
1: himself up? Um, I guess it like, I mean, obviously I didn't see it coming, mm-hmm. but I wasn't like, like, I was like, <laughs> no. I was kind of like, because he even said, like, he even said something about like a, like seeing double or like seeing Lena there or something like that. He said something weird at the beginning. So, like, I was like, oh, I wonder. I, to me, at some point, like, when it, I was thinking, like, because it's a horror sci-fi movie, or at least it's, like, categorized that way, I was thinking, oh, maybe, like, since the Shimmer can kind of, like, duplicate DNA or, like, make, you know, new things out of, like, plants and shit, like, that doppelgangers were gonna, of them were gonna show up and, like, it was gonna become some sort of, like, hunt, mm. and they have to, like, face themselves or whatever, like, which is, like, done, it's been done before, so it's, like, kind of a, an obvious way to go but that's what i kind of thought was going to happen based on what kane had said when he first came back Mm -hmm. or like the duplicate came back um so no it did not surprise me because i was like it's not gonna be some random dude who like shows up and is like oh sick yeah i'll hand you the screen (laughs) um and then when he blew himself up i didn't get it but i also didn't care Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, I guess we can start to wrap it up. So if you have no other thoughts, we can.
1: (laughs) I thought all my
0: thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) We can uh, say goodbye. So for those listening, if you enjoyed this episode, you can find us on Spotify or iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, all that stuff. Um, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram at, at Another Picture Show, or on Twitter at, at Another Pick Pod. We'd love to have you, and feel free to DM DM us any suggestions that you might have for movies that you want to hear us talk about. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, with we that, Madeline, this was this was a fun one. This uh, was a pleasure. Thank you for talking to me. Of uh, course, about this wild science fiction movie
1: <laughs> i understand so when we recorded our intro um mm. katie was still on the call she was muted she was living her best life mm-hmm. and her reaction when you announced the title she was thrown and i was like whoa <laughs> like her reaction was strong and I was he like, has some
0: strong thoughts on this movie i wanted her to come back and do this with us but I think one at a time. (laughs) This would have
1: been another like three hour. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Which I understand because there's a lot to go through. But uh, yeah, so I understand her like reaction more now because when you were like Annihilation, she was like, her face was like, what? (laughs) I was very much like, huh? And now I get it. Yeah. Well, thank you for talking to
0: me. I'm excited for for our next one. I hope you're ready.
1: I am just teeming with anticipation.
0: All right. I'll see you next time. Love you.
1: Bye. Love you too. Bye.